This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, it's Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Today is a very special day at the National Museum of Iceland. I'm back here with Helga Volitz and a friend of Roof English Radio as well. You'll have heard her voice a number of times over the course of the year. But this is a very, very exciting day. I know I was excited last time for Halloween, but today is very exciting for a different reason, isn't it? Yes, I think this is probably the most exciting time of the year yes. uh, when the Icelandic Yule lads come into town and, mm. and visit us here at the museum. And they come here, don't they? They do, yes. because they uh, come down from the mountains during the night and they give some more presents to the kids uh, who have put the shoes in the windows. And afterwards, when they have given a present to all the kids, they end up here uh, every morning now at yeah. 11. Uh, it's been quite a cold night. It's minus two degrees at the moment. It's very dark as well. Do we know if they've had a safe journey down from the mountains? Are they on their way? I hope so. <laughs> uh, we haven't heard from them yet, but they right. should be here. If okay. we, I hope the kids will help us call them in yes. with a bit of singing. Well, it's about 20 minutes before 11 in the morning on Tuesday as we have this conversation. They're due here at 11. So we're very, very excited. We're in the Christmas tree exhibition, Christmas trees from the National Museum's collection while we await the arrival of the first lad. We'll talk about the Yule lads in just a couple of minutes, but a display here of, this is like my living room, I was saying, a display of, of different Christmas trees and baubles and all sorts of delights. Yes, uh, this is probably one of my favorite Christmas traditions when they put up the trees here. 10 in total. My favorite mm. tree is probably number three over there. Yes. Uh, because it belonged to a family that would always pull it out of the closet and put more decorations on it and then put it back in after okay. Christmas. So they leave the decorations on and they just add to it every year. But yeah, this is a great place to wait for the, the first of the Yule Lads because they all visit over the course of the next two weeks, don't they? They do. Shall we talk about the Yule Lads? Because it's a uniquely Icelandic tradition, an Icelandic take on Christmas. And we talk of Yule actually, rather than Christmas, and that's an important distinction. Much of Christmas looks as it does in other parts of the world, but the Yule lads are ours, aren't they? They are, definitely. <laughs> um, and, and we have their names in writing since the 1700s, um, although they didn't used to be so nice as they are today. Mm. They used to plunder and, and steal stuff, and you can still hear it in their names. Yes. Um, so this is also a part of what they tell the kids when they get here, tell a bit about who they are, um, how they used to live in the old farm society and, and how they're coping with modern times. So who are they, the Yule lads? They are 13 sons of Grilla, the ogress, and her husband Lappaluvi. Mm. Uh, she is very terrible in herself and, and would catch and eat the naughty children. She's so not a good mom, is she? She is not very hands-on, at least. <laughs> But in one of the poems, it says that she, she does hit them whenever they are misbehaving uh, with a broom that she uses to, to sweep yeah. the floors. The lads are still naughty, despite being treated in this terrible way. It hasn't, hasn't stopped them from being naughty, has it? I think they're mostly misunderstood. They don't really know how to behave in, in yeah. polite society. Yeah. Um, so they're used to steal a lot from people and... I think much of it just is they wanted to partake in, in the Christmas tradition and mm. partake in people getting ready for Christmas on the farms. There are 13 lads. Today we await the first to come down from the mountains. So who's coming at 11? 
Uh, his name is Stekkjastur in Icelandic. It's been translated to stiff leg in English. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was the first of them. And it, it says in the poem about him that stiff legs was the first, like a stick of wood he came to prey upon the farmer's sheep and following his game. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. <laughs> he couldn't, because his knee was stiff, not too convenient. No, indeed not. Well, that's our first guest then, the first of the Yule lads. When do they start to appear in the Icelandic mind? When do we first hear about them? When do we first learn of their existence? I think a big part of that is in 1932, when the book uh, Jólin Koma, Christmas is Coming. By, that's the one you've got there. That's the one I got yeah. here, mm -hmm. by Johannes Urköthlum, uh, was... Uh, published, and he wrote a lot of poems about the about Grilla, about the Yule cat, and about the Yule lads. And he picked out thirteen from the folklore and gave them uh, their their the story, the backstory, mm -hmm. origin story, so to speak. And that is what we are building on still to this day. So there are more than the thirteen, of course, aren't there? Because at the the open air museum in Albaya, when I was there a couple of weeks ago. They've got a display indicating, as they put it, the Yule lads that didn't make the cut, the next ones to be brought into the, into the folklore, and Yule girls as well. Yes, plenty of them. Uh, we have, for the first time this year, a few of the Yule girls coming and visiting us here. Uh, it's quite exciting. They're coming on the weekends, uh, up until Christmas. Mm. Three of them in, in total, with the brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, they told us that they are bored of, of being pulled back and, and hanging back in the cave, the ones who also see the kids and, and what's going on for Christmas. Yeah. The tradition of the Christmas lads giving small presents in the shoes, I think that also stems from around the same time mm -hmm. uh, when, when Icelandic sailors, they met the stories of St. Nicholas in, in, uh, in the Netherlands, for instance, where he yeah. would give a, a small gift on the eve of the 6th of December. So this is the tradition that came here, but it didn't get really popular until the 50s. Okay. So these traditions, they, they go back a couple of hundred years to the first point, but they don't go back to the myths, they don't go back to the sagas. It's a different folklore tradition we're talking about here. Yes, this is the folklore from the farm societies of the uh, 17th, 18th, 19th century, mm -hmm. especially the 18th and 19th century farm turf mm -hmm. houses as you see them around Iceland. Yeah. Now, in Iceland, you will still see plenty of Santa Clauses around. So that tradition runs alongside, doesn't it? How do the two interact, or do, or do they? Well, uh, I have had kids tell me that you have the malls buying out actors to play Santa Claus, and they are the ones wearing red clothes. Mm. We also have children's stories. Uh, I remember reading it when I was a kid, how Grilla got bored of, of the the terrible clothes her sons were wearing, so she made new red clothes for them to wear for, okay. for Christmas, okay. like their cousin in America. Um, but then in, in the 80s, they started visiting the National Museum here, and the museum uh, had Icelandic clothes made for them, right. old-fashioned clothes, but a bit more fancy. fancy yeah. and, and there's an echo of that, isn't there, with what happens to children if they don't get new clothes at Christmas. That's when the Christmas cat will eat them, which yes. seems like a very uh, cruel thing to do if you are a, a child who doesn't get new clothes at Christmas, you're then punished by being eaten by a cat? 
Yes, because if you don't get new clothes, it's because you've been lazy and haven't done the, the work you needed to do. So you're punished twice then? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and if you're extra naughty, Grilla will come and take you and then yes. cook you and eat you. Yes. Uh, but today, though, they, they are a bit milder because uh, if you're naughty, you will get a, a potato in your shoe mm. instead of a gift. Yeah. These are still quite dark traditions, though, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Um, and we also have Grilla visiting the museum at mm. the beginning of, of December. And she's the mum of the lads, of she's course. She's the mum of the lads, and she is terrible. Yeah. She has hoofs and a tail. And um, if we don't have at least three kids crying when she's here, it's yeah. not really. Uh, Something's gone wrong. Yes, yeah. exactly. So excitement mounting then as we wait for the first of the Yule lads. And I noticed there are some children already who are keenly anticipating what's yes. about to happen. They are super excited to come with the schools and, and yeah. preschools on the weekdays. Uh, and, and then families come on the weekends. But of course, it's open for all who are interested. Yeah. And the total belief in this. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I know my kids, they know that if, if you don't believe, you won't get a present in your shoe. So you yeah. better believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, who, who are we to say that this is anything other than absolutely what's happening? Yes. Yeah. And as I've said, I've heard many kids say that you have actors out and about downtown in, in, yeah, yeah. at Christmas time. But in the National Museums, it's the real thing. Oh, these are the real ones. Oh, I mean, yes. we can confirm that because we're sitting here waiting for them to come down yes. from the mountains. And you can see how excited I am already. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, me too. Shall, shall we head back up? We'll start walking towards where they're going to enter. Do, do they know which door to come in? No, but they, the kids will sing, and the that's when they will hear it, and then they just follow the sounds. So that will bring them in? Yes. Okay. When we sing the poem about them, right. they will be here. We're just walking back through the main part of the museum, away from the Christmas tree exhibition. We've been here a few times over the course of, of 2023. It's the Christmas cat. Oh. <laughs> I've just seen <laughs> next to... The Valthiostather door, which is a church door dating from 1200 AD, hidden in the bottom corner of that exhibit next to the door is the Christmas cat. Yes, and it's hiding around in more places in the museum. Oh, so th there are a few Christmas cats hiding? Yes. Okay, it's a scary time to be a kid then, isn't it? All the threat of being eaten by a cat and not getting new clothes as punishment. You can hear the children there already. Yes, but scary is also fun. Yes. Well, they don't seem too scared, I have to say. What age of children are here today? Uh, we have some fourth graders and some sixth graders and some preschoolers okay. that I'm aware of. Yeah, they're definitely getting louder, aren't they, as we get closer to them. Do you get many children visiting the museum during other times of the year? Yes, we have school classes coming here every day almost. Um, so we have a program for, for classes from the age of four years old. Uh, and, and up until uh, high school and, and older. Okay. So we have planned programs for them and, and they come and learn about different parts of Icelandic history. Well, we're going to get into position waiting for the first of the Yule lads to come here to the National Museum. He's still on schedule, is he? I hope so. I haven't heard anything. Because they are quite rude, the Yule lads. You know, being late would be a sign of rudeness, wouldn't it? Yes, but they're also very egocentric, so when they ah. hear they're being called, they will be here. They like right. the attention. Okay, so well, the children are just beginning to make their way in, so I'm going to get out of sight yes. while we wait for the first Yule lad to arrive in the next few minutes. Yes, I hope okay. you'll enjoy it a lot. And I think I will. And your listeners as well. If I'm as excited as you, then it will be great fun. <laughs> yes, enjoy.
You hear the children singing, dancing and stamping indeed in the hope that the Yule lad will hear this and be drawn to them. I don't think he's very far away. First, Yule Lad makes it down from the mountains. In English, his name is Sheepcoat Claude, and he's soon taking questions from the children. the other kids I guess. Yeah, it's busy season for, for Yule lads now. So they stay down, they don't go back to the mountains till after Yule time? Not until after Christmas okay. and then they leave one by one and the last one leaves on the 6th of January. Okay. Well I hope they've got accommodation booked. It's a busy time in town isn't it? They always find something they I think. find somewhere to stay. Yes. Well what a treat to be here when the first Yule lad arrives and arrived and the, the children seem to have really enjoyed their time with the Yule Lad. It's lovely, they, they always enjoy it. And they're so good, they know so much about the, the stories and the history and the folklore behind it. Yes, yes. They're still singing. Oh yes. <laughs> That'll be ringing in your head for some time. The Yule Cats Christmas Party, also something that you can see and hear about and learn about here at the museum. The exhibition's on the second level uh, of the museum here, the National Museum, the Yule Cat Christmas party exhibition. What can people see there? Uh, it's the Christmas cat that we found earlier. Um, mm. It's hidden all uh, over the museum. So you can get a, uh, it's, it's sort of a game or it's orientation game. Uh, so you can go through the exhibition and, and find the small cats that are hidden all over. Everything you need to know about the Christmas cat and the Yule lads and Grilla and her husband, who doesn't get as much of a mention. He's quite quiet. No, I think he's too lazy. Is he's he not good at promotion. Okay. So he just lets Grilla get on with all the, the nastiness. Yes, yeah. and he's also a bit scared of her, I think. Well, everything you could possibly want to know here at the National Museum. Helga, thank you very much. And thank you for all your contributions to Roof English Radio over 2023. Oh, thank you for coming. It's we'll always be, a delight. We'll be back, I'm pretty sure, next year. Yes, I look forward to it. Thank you very much, Helga Volitsen, here at the National Museum. It's Roof English Radio, and I'm Darren Adam. Looking forward to the big day. It really does. If you didn't feel Christmassy before, you will now with the arrival of the first Yule lad. Roof English Radio, I'm Darren Adam. Get in touch anytime by email english at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. 
Roof English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. <laughs> 